space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life, a new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim. With me, of course, is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And Dr. Squee. Dragon! In human form. I'm, I'm undercover for Section 31. Ooh, Section 31, which everybody oh, shit, knows about. I'm not going to say that. That's all right. Everybody Ed, knows about it, including Riker. I think everyone's in bloody section thirty-one. There was a very brief period during DS9 where people didn't know what it was, yeah. but at every other stage of Star Trek history, people did know what it was, and I, I think that's canon now. Thank you. That saves a note for later. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> get there. We we'll get there. But, oh, first, we do have some Trek news, which is all the renewals and stuff. So, uh, season two of Strange New Worlds is coming on June the 15th, and it's been renewed for a season three. Um, Lower Decks is coming late summer at an unspecified time and has been renewed for a season five. And Prodigy is coming back in winter, with season two, but it's really season three. <laughs> right, so it's been renewed for season three, but really season four. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh. I mean, for me, I was very much, uh, when I saw that, I was like, oh, God, we only got three new Star Trek shows now. But it's like, yeah, we've, we've already had two. Like, we've already had Picard <laughs> this year. We already had... Well, have we had anything else this year? Is Picard the... Picard's the only one this year, I want to say. Was Discovery this? No, Discovery. No, no, this year. no, no. Still so, after Discovery. So we've already had one new one, so it's really four yeah. this year, and Discovery's still finishing off next year. I, I don't think we're going to run out of track, and I think we are going to get uh, the announcement, like you've suggested, Jim. I think probably at the end of Picard, I'd be very surprised. I think they're going to try and rush a sort of sequel Star Trek Legacy to Picard, which they mentioned. Yeah, I mean that. I think yeah. that's going to be greenlit in a hurry. I think that's a bit like how we got a um, Strange New Worlds was greenlit very quickly mm -hmm. after Discovery season two. Yeah, and, and let's look at the. That's sort of like what they're doing is they're going. We've had season one Picards. Some liked it, some didn't. Not so much. It was a bit. It, a it bit was a bit, but it was still yeah, very marmite, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I really think with um, with the way they've laid out that we well, thought got... season two was good. Couldn't have to... But I think after this, I think people are really into Picard season three. You've even got the fan of the menace are liking Picard season Whoa. three. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's. It's a way that, like, I mean, they've done it really quite well. That you, I didn't see it coming. Like, but they've really populated a whole new crew. Like, yeah. you've got all the next generations of the next generation. You've got Jack. You've got the Forge sisters. You've got um, uh, Seven of Nine now is stepping up to a sort of new role yeah. within the show as opposed to Voyager. Uh, obviously, Captain Shaw is the breakaway success. Everyone loves him. He's just. He's so well-rounded. He's such a grumpy asshole, but he's good at heart. He's, he's also really dry as well. Yeah, he got some good he's, lines in these episodes. Like, like if you like, if you like us from Yorkshire, you can really get a dry sense of humour. 
Yeah, yeah, and just he, he's just a grumpy guy. I, I, I love him, but he, again, it's it's the way they've they've given him so many layers that is yeah. just perfect. He is so right to to helm a new show. And yeah, yeah say seven with as the first officer, you get the other guys in the crew. Perfect. Yeah, like potentially is a supporting actor overshadowed by next gen crew in this series. How they've built him has been really clever. Really yeah. well done. If you can stand toe to toe with those legends, like not only in the show but in real life, fair play. You you've yeah. earned your position more than. And it's one where after episode one, we were just like, this guy's a complete arsehole. We can't wait to see him get his comeuppance. Yeah. And they obviously wanted you to and feel now, like that. But and now, now, and now we're talk, and now we're talking about him being captain of a new show. Yeah, it's very, very clever how they set up his arc and his character and everything. So, can I also uh, just shove in uh, a little bit of a, a news update? From just just very quickly, I know it's like a couple of weeks away, uh, ago now, but I just quickly want to uh, give a shout out to everyone at Sci-Fi Weekend. Yeah, not only doing the live episode but it was just an absolutely wonderful event i don't think we've got time to spend a lot of time on it but um it was uh, nice chase people, masterson it was nice to people who took the effort to come see us do the podcast mm-hmm. on the oh yeah hats well and truly off and it was before anything started and people made the effort to be there which was really nice yeah um chase masterson was absolutely lovely yeah she it, it's one of the only times and I've got mixed feelings only because I wanted to ask her a few more questions. I think we all did, but it's like uh, she kind of asked about everyone else, which just showed what a lovely person she is. Yeah. And how much she cares. She could tell stories about herself every time, but every time she asks questions to people, she's going to hear something new. And I appreciate why you want to do that, why you want to get to know people, and it brings out different stuff. So that well, was really cool. Uh, well, and also, she... I might be uh, helping her with a little project, which is kind of cool. I thought, I thought, I thought, well, you were there for it, Jim, didn't you? I thought it was really nice. Playing to the crowd. With the meet and greet, because normally meet and greet, you just get them sit down and they go, "This is what I'm doing," and all that, and they'll tell you a different story to what's been on stage. But it was really nice where she was asking you, she was trying to get to know you, which is actually meeting and greeting somebody. True, completely. And um, I think we were all disappointed though because she was doing that cough thing that she did when she's hitting on Bashir in DS9. You know, she's like, oh, I've got a tickly cough. Turned out she actually had a tickly cough and <laughs> yeah, we were all disappointed. I had to ask some ser- answer some serious question to events organiser why Dr. Squee was trying to operate. I mean, geez, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. What was I meant to do? I thought it was like the Bashir thing, like you say. Exactly. But there you go. So, no, no, she was great, and it was great to have a Trek guest. So if anyone from Sci-Fi Weekend is listening, we would like more Trek people. You promised us Robert Picardo. You promised us Denise Crosby. Denise you, promised Crosby. The- you promised us Marina Sirtis. Marina Sirtis. And we know the whole COVID thing happened, but please, Come on, can we yeah. can we have a word? Bring them back. Bring yeah. them back. You've got the contacts. Bring them back in. So we better crack on with these episodes because due to various issues last week, we weren't able to record, so we're doubling up and we're covering probably the two most packed episodes of Star Trek that we've had to cover. So we may be here sometime. Not- Let's not talk euphemistically. Like, my I, thought- I pull my dragon tail. We had to take a week <laughs> off. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know about you, Squeak, but I've got a list of things. I know James has got a list of things. And this is just from uh, the bounty. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you have got a list of things. Do you know what it takes for me and Elliot to bother our asses making notes and not just to Jim? I know. That's how good these episodes were. Exactly. I couldn't believe it. 
Um, so we are looking at, first of all, imposters and then uh, the bounty. Oh, and we'll talk about what next week's episode's called a little bit later because that throws up some interesting uh, I don't questions. I've noticed, but quite a few of these have a different have two names to episodes. Do they? I can't, I, yeah, I can't remember what the imposters is called, but it's been getting called um, Night at the Museum a lot. Ooh, it up. That'd be a good alternative title, yeah. In a lot, in a lot of the um, sort of like press cuttings and all that for it on the internet, a lot of them have called it the night night at the museum, obviously because of George looking after the museum. I wonder if that was like the working title and they they changed it last minute. I've seen that happen a few times with with various shows over the years. I've I've noticed it a lot this season, where if I'm reading articles afterwards. And they'll have a different title for mm. the episode. And I'm having to go back into like the Amazon on my Prime to actually look at what the episode's called to confirm that it actually is what I think it is. Cause I mean it would have been it would have been a cute joke, but I think you know, you always want to keep it in the universe. Oh, yeah. I think it's it's not like um Star Trek doesn't really do jokes on pop culture and stuff. So I'm glad, but I love it as an alternate I love the fans are coming up. <laughs> I mean I am I am worried <laughs> this is the problem with there being as many episodes of Star Trek there are. They will run out of titles eventually. You know. There's far Jim? too many. Jim, I love you, but shut your whole mouth. There can never be too many episodes of Star Trek. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> Not just titles. They'll just have to start reusing titles so we'll get Encounter at Farpoint 2 and... Well, hopefully <laughs> we won't get Encounter unifi- at Farpoint 2. Unification <laughs> Part 3. <laughs> I was about to say they did do that. Unification <laughs> yeah, yeah. 3, and over the last season, we've already had Kobayashi, Kobayashi Maru, and No Win Scenario in three yeah. different shows, so... <laughs> I'd also like to, uh, you know, just, just put in place to Admiral Elliot, like you know, obviously Jim is the captain of the good ship uh, Retrek, but uh, Admiral Elliot, uh, as an admiral in Starfleet, I, I'm sure you can do this. Could you please have word with the writers that just on this one series? I know I've said so many times that it's so nice these days they can do ten series perfect arcs of series and the limited amount of episodes does help it could you just just put in a good word to add uh, like go in and reshoot five more for this series just, just for this one just for this, this one i well, think could, could ha- handle it well the aspect like let's be fair if they do do star trek legacy there's the opportunity to bring them back back as guest stars mm. like the ones that survive because they have said that not everyone will survive yeah i don't Everything think they're all making it out yeah, I've, I've got a feeling who's going to go next mm. week Next week or possibly the week after. Oh, you think it's going to be that quick? I hope it's yeah, not. I think, we, I, I think we have to lose a major, major one next week. Well, we'll, week sa- we'll save it till the end then, but I, I hope it's not a bloodbath that they start just culling the whole cast <laughs> because it's the end anyway. Yeah. So, imposters then. Jack kills everybody. That's the the start of the episode. No, 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 no. The start of the episode is glorious, and I sent you even a video of this. You did. It's the classic Star Trek bleeps, which they have been so true to uh, the legacy of Star Trek with the look and feel of the uh, the Titan. The transporter ring looks gloriously uh, like the original series. You know, it harkens mm-hmm. back. But yeah, those little blips to open the episode. It just just did my heart good. They just gave a second just for that. There was no particular reason. And then and that's yeah, how, if I remember correctly, that's how Star Trek two thousand nine opens, just with the uh, the noises before we zoom yeah. in on the Kelvin. 
But yeah, Jack goes on a big murder spree on the bridge, but it's all a dream. But he's still holding a phaser. And also we get this, it says, come home, Jack. So here's my theory. We're getting a crossover with the Steven Spielberg film Hook. Because when Run Home Jack Run Exactly, Run Home Jack, Home Run Jack, all that bit. So just I'm putting it out there, if that happens, I say oh we could have Ruffio, Rufio were good. He were good, wasn't he? Yeah, we could have Raffio. Raffio. Yeah, get him in it with his yeah. like skateboard <laughs> and stuff. He'd sort out these changelings. Anyway. Jesus, it's all coming together. So that's my theory. We'll we'll find out a little bit later on. And now my gripe. I bitched about this last time when Picard did a log entry and it was like 649.10 and it's like oh, 6.9, whatever it was. And it, it, it's not a decimal. And Riker does it this time, acting captain's log, 0.03. It's like, no, there is no 0.03. It's a decimal. It's one decimal place. Hmm. It, it was very nice to open, like, or very near the beginning of the episode to have another Captain's Log. Like you were saying, it's like we had the Admiral's Log the other week, we got the Captain's Log. It's just so nice. Like, these little touches. Of exactly. And yeah. then, yeah, the, the setup then is Starfleet are on the way. And I really love, like, we were talking about Shaw, and this is great, where they go through all the business and it, I stand relieved, I relieve you, and he does this sort of knighting uh, seven thing <laughs> where like, I reinstate Thank you. you. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to leave you, get all your bullshit stories straight. And it's just brilliant. Yeah. Can I just pick up on that? Like, yeah. Get all, yeah, I'm gonna leave you three together so you can get your bullshit story. Uh, to, uh, sorry, bullshit story. So, I, I just love. I, I feel like that's how Liam Shaw says "I love you." Like that's closest. He, like that's him reaching. Yeah, out I think that's the nicest people. he could. I think that's the nicest he could be to them in the situation. Yeah. That he'll let them. He'll give them a chance to get a bullshit story together. Cause, yeah, because I've got a, a theory that he wants to like them. I think he wants to like these guys, but he can't. He can't like it, it's it's conflicting with his past with Picard, obviously because I think there's that, before. and I think he is still trying to toe the line. So he's kind of like you know I'm gonna do what Starfleet says, but I've I've got a bit of grudging respect for you now, so exactly. I'm gonna let you cook something up so that you've got a decent story <laughs> yeah. for when they get here. Um, now the, this is. Something and this may be me going way too too deep into nerdery, which you know, God forbid, on the Star Trek podcast. I was going to say welcome. There's a bit where Picard's talking to Jack and he's trying to convince him to go into Starfleet, and he says like many a rebel have found their way to Starfleet. Now, in my head and possibly in my head only, he's referring to Mackenzie Calhoun from the New Frontier books, who. He's a rebel on his own planet, and Picard meets him and convinces him to join Starfleet. Well, I think this ties in there. It sort of like ties into the episode of who we're about to get as a security officer. Well, yes, it, it does. <laughs> don't it spoil in... it, though. In my head, Mackenzie Calhoun is now I didn't give you any spoilers. I said the security officer we're about to get. Uh, I'm, I'm leaving it a few minutes. He wasn't saying spoilers. Reveal. So, I think what Jim was saying wasn't spoilers, it was like, don't spoil the fact they could yeah, be Mackenzie he's talking Calhoun. about Mackenzie Calhoun and now all the new Frontier books are canon 
including, well, we'll get to it in the next episode, but in the New Frontier books, there is an evil tribal gerbil hybrid that turns out to be a crime lord. And we're, I, I we're drifting like, into that territory. I just like to throw in that I think it's really nice that uh, this is the first time. I know there's a reason that Picard feels guilty, and I think that's part of the reason he doesn't push check. But I also think there is something purposeful that he plants seeds, but he lets them get there on his own time. He's yeah. not going, it's like, oh, you should join Starfleet. He's not trying to push his agenda. He's just like, maybe you could be more. And he goes, no. And he goes, you know what? Okay, fair enough. I'm, yeah. just gonna I'm not going to push the matter. It's it's just so yeah. nicely done, I think. It's good. And it, it sort of harkens back a bit to the whole uh, Cisco and Jake Cisco thing where it was a big thing that Jake was like, no, I don't want to be in Starfleet. And Cisco was like, what? Everybody wants to be in Starfleet. But, you know, they moved past it. But it, it's good that there are things you can do in this world other than Starfleet, which Star Trek did have a bit of a problem with, particularly in the yeah. next-gen era. You sort of had that with... Because uh, this is almost like a... Um, like during the last series of Next Gen where he thought that kid was his son previously, but it was younger Picard. And he was pushing him a bit more. He did want him mm. to be in his own image. Now this is a Picard which has matured. So you get a, a second take on that with his actual son where he actually he's not pushing. He's not. Maybe he even learned, like he remembered that experience. Maybe that's part of what led him to not push him. It could more. well be. It could also be that he's like, yeah, I haven't really got a leg to stand on so I quit for 20 years when I when I rage quit over the whole Romulan thing. So well, All I'm going to say is I think this is better than the other week, like or very early on in the series, where he's like, uh, oh, you've got a son. Yeah, well, it didn't work out, though. He, he, was, yeah. he was very dismissive. This is so much more Picard. Yeah, I still think that well, was that, him. That was a very knee-jerk reaction, wasn't it? It was, but, like, it's that it, the way Picard it was annoyed, would knee-jerk react. And I, no, I was off to say, I, I think that was very out of character for Picard, what we saw mm. there. I, yeah, I agree. I think his pride was hurt a bit and he was trying to just dismiss it at the time and didn't want to deal with it. But I do like what they're doing here because obviously there's echoes of Kirk and David Marcus, but we're getting so much more yeah. screen time to explore it and it's great. But, but like, I mean, if you take the... Um, but in the same episode, he had already talked about how he'd learnt from basically from series two it obviously didn't word it like that like i learned in season two that i could be a better dad <laughs> it's sad, yeah. but but it he said that and then the second later he's just dismissing his own son it just those two things don't really fit together either mm. Mm. i still think he was doing it more to avoid discussing it than that was how he actually felt but anyway um, so Worf and Raffi then and people are already talking about a Worf and Raffi spin-off who knows um, I love like the sparring I love Worf's meditating and you know it's just good fun isn't it yeah there is one I want to go back to in a second oh no go for it one which happens before oh sorry um, it was just the um, uh, elevator scene or lift Scene or yeah. Oh, uh, that with, is so with, funny. Sure. No, I just like to just from I've I've written down exactly what he said because like uh, so these are a list of things which Captain Shaw when they're going it's like uh, well hope like because Picard and Riker are basically saying it's like hopefully they'll remember that we saved the universe a bunch of times and then Shaw's list of gripes which they wouldn't it's like uh, crash the saucer section that was Troy not Picard he wasn't even on there mm -hmm. uh, snogged a villager on Baku 
Strange it was in their log, but okay. I mean, it's weird that we're going And then I snogged her. It was really nice. It well, sounds like that episode of yeah. Extras. And well, he did take, um, he did at the end of Insurrection say that he was taking all his leave to go be with yeah, her for time. But he didn't have to put in his log because I snogged her. Well, and he probably hasn't great. snogged her, but. I like, was really Charles, good at snogging. I think Charles. Saying that's not like how he's playing it. No, Sean's just a super fan. He's got Insurrection on DVD and he's watched it. But he's bought his own Amstrad air joystick. His third example was caused a time anomaly in the Devron system. That was Q. How does Starfleet know that uh, this, how did they know when it was all deleted at the end? And how honest is Picard in these logs? Because he's obviously written that in the log, even though he said to his senior crew that he wouldn't tell them what happened in the future, but he put it in his official file, which... Yeah, that's I mean, it's just... I, I'm, I'm just... It's just the three examples which they gave Shaw, none of which apply to Q or to Picard or would be known by Starfleet. It's just... Yeah, sorry, the, the, they are odd, odd choices to zoom in got, on, but... You've got so many things which he did do, which is on record, like, which you could bring up against him. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Um, briefly with, with Worf again, then, he says, I've yeah. got a contact, and he brings up this big list. Morn's on the list. Liquidator Brunt is on the list. And it's like, don't tease two DS9 characters. <laughs> Secondly, don't tease Jeffrey Coombs and not deliver on him. And then he goes, oh, we'll pick Krillick or whoever he is, the one you've never heard of. And it's like, I like a good Easter egg, but don't dangle Jeffrey Coombs and take yeah, him away and like not, that. And not, and not produce him. Again, just to knock out notes from later in one fell swoop, it's like, yeah, later on in the episode, uh, Picard goes, we could contact... Admiral Janeway. Oh, no time for that. It's like, damn you, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. that. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I'm expecting to see Admiral Janeway before the I, end. I think she because, will. Because, well, it, it's so easy because they've already got her for Prodigy. She's and already... Also, they're, they're doing so much better in this series. In the last two, I didn't even notice it particularly because it was Picard's story, but we really haven't uh, given justice to the legacy of uh, Seven of Nine. Like, okay, no. they had her interacting with the Borg, but not her Voyager part. Mm. It doesn't, you know, it, it kind of tension gently yeah. gets mentioned. This really celebrates it, which is really nice. She yeah. deserves that. She deserves uh, as a member of the Picard uh, crew. And I think they do a better job. So even mentoring Janeway is kind of a little nod to her past, as well as a very big nod we're going to get in a bit, which I won't spoil. Yeah. And so, yeah, the Intrepid arrives... And the Intrepid's got quite a cool design, like the way the um, the nacelles are attached and everything, and the, the main body sort of comes from the nacelles rather than yeah. from the saucer. It's really... It kind of looks like a butt plug, if we're honest. But anyway, you know you know one of them, them double ones? Anyway. I will bow to your expertise. Absolutely, mate. Um, so, yeah. And the security officer comes on board, and here's the big reveal. It's only Ensign Rowe, or Commander Rowe, as she is now. And oh, they, they kept this very, very, very secret. Not a, not a whiff of this. They didn't spoil it in the trailer. No. Um, I didn't see any press leaks no, or anything. No, nothing. So, well done on that. One thing I do have to mention, and I mean... I'm in no way commenting on anybody's appearance or anybody's choices in terms of what they do cosmetically. 
Michelle Forbes has always had a very distinctive beauty spot, mole, whatever you want to call it. And, it, you know, to me, that's what... It's just something that makes her very recognisable. And she seems to have had it removed. And to the extent that I sort of did a, a double take, like I didn't recognise her immediately because something that's so distinctively part of her face has... I did explain it to you in the, in our little chat what had happened. You did. <laughs> Can you explain it for the benefit of the listeners? It might spoil what happens to her at the end of the episode. That's okay. But, We're assuming but, if people are listening, they've seen the episode. Yeah, we're going right. to talk about it. So, so, what we... My theory on where a mole or beauty spot has gone is she's had it burnt off by a plasma explosion in a shuttlecraft. There we go. And it's... Sure. That, that plasma explosion created a reverse time wormhole. Time, and it's, it did. <laughs> yeah, if we're I mean, gonna t- and I've watched enough Star Trek to know that these things do happen. Absolutely, they do. They do. They do. Uh, there's two points to that. One is, while we're speaking of her uh, appearance in the show... Um, just a big uh, hands off to the makeup people. I think the um, shading and the, uh, oh, the nose incorporating ridges. of the nose, really good. It was really subtly done. Mm-hmm. It looked yeah. a bit more natural than in the previous series, which is no discredit to the DS9 uh, or Next Generation makeup people. It's just how makeup's moved on, I think. Yeah, regression. But it just looked amazing. Yeah, it was really well done. And, stuff. and the cameras as well, the fact that we're filming these in high definition now, whereas they were filmed in high def but weren't broadcast in high def originally. So, it, yeah, but it, no, it looks yeah. great. Especially uh, when you the- consider things like we talked about in Discovery that like the, the coloration of the Orions seemed a bit off and things like that, whereas, yeah, you're right, they, yeah. the makeup's spot uh, on. And while we're, uh, just because I had nowhere else to throw this in, so while we're here, I just quickly want to mention as well, I know there's a bit of controversy around uh, women and plastic surgery being talked about and how we talk about it. Share, there was a huge thing online. One thing, I don't know why in this episode, like it particularly, it just clicked <coughs> in me. But when I was watching Crusher on the show, I'm going to be very careful how I say this because I'm not against women. Well, they do with their bodies their own shit, nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Like if, if, mm-hmm. uh, if, Perhaps Gates McFadden has had a little bit of work done, which I kind of suspect she might have done. I'm not dissing it. However, given that it's in the future where potentially you wouldn't see if someone had had such surgery, I, I, I just it occurred to me this episode. And I'm, I'm again, I'm not dissing, I'm just starting the conversation that I feel it took me out of it a little bit. Hashtag, so what you're saying is hashtag cancel Gates McFadden. Yeah, I hate all women. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I, okay, I'm just I'm, I'm putting it out there. If, I'm just curious what people think because I do think it is noticeable. She looks different to how she did previously. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why in show that. that and, and okay, of course, like that's unavoidable because if that's happened, that's happened in her yeah. life and she is I mean, expected to have be you life seen, Have you seen Scream 6 with Courtney Cox? Whoa. No, it was that the six, the latest one. The six is the latest one. No, I haven't seen it. No, but mm. yeah, but but that's in today's world. Like she was. Yes, no, exactly. It. And it, it makes sense that would happen to the character as well. It does. It makes sense in context of the character. Absolutely, yeah. Anyway, and that's what I'm going to say. On that I just no, no, no. I, 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 I appreciate the point that you're making. 
And, you know, we, we could get onto the whole thing of, you know, what, why are men in Hollywood allowed to age naturally, whereas women feel they have to... Yeah, but yeah that, and I would say an... the same with Picard. If, if Patrick Stewart had had surgery and it was noticeable, I would say exactly the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's not mind this had surgery, it's just noticeable that in context of the show... That doesn't. It doesn't make, make sense. But maybe sense, it was but it's a, unavoidable. Maybe it was another plasma explosion. Bev, we know Beverly, Beverly's been off the radar for a long time. All the plasma explosions fault. So Beverly, then she and I, I like what this show did with this because she goes, "I want to examine the changeling body," and straight away my alarm goes on. Goes whoa, 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 no, no, no! Straight changelings don't have a body. What are we doing? You're ruining the continuity. You've ruined my childhood. <laughs> But when she goes and does the autopsy, we get an explanation for it. And I really, really appreciated that, that they held their hands up straight away and went, we've introduced a concept that we know is going to get your heckles up, but here's the answer to it. They mentioned it last week, didn't they? They did, and I was annoyed about yeah, it last oh, yeah, week. Yeah. No, but, no, last week, last, like, week, I mean, last week when it was a body, I think they said it's like, oh, isn't it? Why isn't it reverting back to its form? Maybe I can't. I can't remember. No, I have a I have a theory on this that fits all in with canon. Here we go. Odo, the Great Link made him a solid. They did. And I reckon if these are these are changeling terrorists, they must know how to make a changeling into a solid. You're right. So they're doing it. They're doing it to themselves, but because they know how it's done. Yeah. They know how to do the procedure backwards, forwards, whatever. They've been able to take it just so far to solid that they can hold the shape and organs, yeah. but they can still transform. Which also explains why they sort of like uh, a fleshy, fleshiness yeah. when they're in the sort of moving about form. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it I, all fits in with canon. It does. It does, but I, I still think you have to have a little bit of. An evolution of what they can do only in the fact that this changeling could change between forms and be a solid well, human whereas well, previously previously the way it was done was in the great link and it, it was a one-way thing he had to go back to link to be yeah but, or merge with another changeling yeah but the thing is that he did he didn't have all knowledge of the great link no, so the, the great link have kept this knowledge from him when they've made Odo solid yeah, they've withheld the knowledge of how they've done it. No, no, I get, I get that. But what because I... he, because these have been in the Great Link, they've got the knowledge of how you do yeah. this procedure to a change. I'm with you all. And they're all able to control the level to which to do it, and they can yeah. reverse but, it but on themselves as well. If they could have always done this, why wouldn't they have been doing that from day one? When they, I don't think it is something they could always do. I think it's something that the Great Link as a whole have come up with as a punishment to order. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they've worked out how to do it, but the terrorists are now using that knowledge. Yeah, they've effectively weaponized it. And also, and also, it goes against what the changelings normally are. Mm -hmm. Against being solids. Yeah, but I think there's also a thing whereby, since because if they could do it after the moment they did it to Odo and not previously, then they would have just done that from that moment forward in uh, DS9. So I think they still would have had to have perfected well, the technique between then and now, is what I'm we, Well, yeah, saying. but they've had like 20 odd years to perfect No, I'm it. saying, yeah, so what I'm saying uh, is there yeah. is some evolution requiring yeah, yeah. those 20 years Definitely. of that yeah. technique. But, that's all but I'm saying. I, my theory is that's where they've got, where yeah. it started, where they've been able to yeah. do it from. I yeah, think that, that makes sense. It, 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 it fits into canon. It does. Yeah. The, no, I like that. 
instead of it being some sort of new oh, a new magic power that they never had before, we have seen them become solids before. I yeah, used to like, like it when Spock did that in the original series, where it'd be like, oh, well, what you don't know, Captain, is the Vulcans have an inner eyelid. <laughs> and what you don't know, Captain, is I could uh, mind melt through a big yeah. wall. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever see the... There was this comedy show, it was very short-lived on uh, Sky. It's when they got the rights to show all the Star Trek at mm-hmm. the time. And they had... It was a comedy show, which was... I, I think it was mainly Star Trek-based, but they might have had some other stuff. There was one bit where they were going... It's like... Uh, Every time they were having a conversation about what Spock could and couldn't do, it's very similar. It goes like, uh, yes, because uh, uh, Klingon, sorry, Vulcans always get two puddings and uh, Vulcans mm. uh, don't have to turn up for work. Or it might have been an Eddie Izzard sketch, one way or the other. It's one of them. Yeah. Well, it's a bit It's a bit like the time when Worf got his back broken, in it? Yeah, yeah. And suddenly uh, Klingons have two of every organ. <laughs> Just very quickly, sorry, Susie Eddie Izzard, as they are now known. Yes. And... Uh, Ro then, so Picard's fuming, and this is great acting from Patrick Stewart. I mean, it's always great acting from Patrick Stewart, but he really gets to get stuck in in this one. And Ro goes, okay, I'll prove I'm not a changeling. I'll do the cutting myself thing. But she doesn't let the blood drip off of her hand, and that's the whole point in the blood test, was that it has to separate from the body because it will then revert to its liquid state. Although, can I just give a hats off to her? As opposed to, like, you know, in uh, in Deep Space Nine, they would always just cut right across their hand. She just doesn't... She just does what she needs to to make it... Yeah, happen. I never got why the... I got why the Klingons did it, because they're very dramatic. But yeah. it's like, just get one of them things that diabetic people have where you just little pinprick and just... Bloop. Yep, that would be... But, if he asked me in the future... But I no, it's... Going, so, you know, I yeah, know... you've got to slice yourself <laughs> open. Yeah, because the, you have to go after that. The, <laughs> the point of this is this is meant to be enough to convince Picard to the point that when Beverly sends the message, he questions it again. But he should be questioning it anyway at this point because she hadn't done it properly to begin with. Yeah. Agreed. Anyway. But... The conversation between Roe and Picard is... I mean, all their interactions in this episode are fantastic, but <clears throat> where it starts off this very standoffish, she's trying to interrogate him, but he's just wanting to know how she got back in Starfleet. And, yeah. it, it, uh, the, and he's called the road, she's there. No, you will refer to me as Commander. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, it's one of these uh, great examples of where they're both right. They've both got good points, and they're like you know, it, everyone's justified in their arguments. She's right that he abandoned her, and didn't try and see things from his from her perspective. Mm-hmm. He's right that she did a she did uh, betray her uniform. Yeah, like they both got really good points, and you just like the pathos later where it's just like this was twenty years wasted when they yeah. kind of had each other in each other's lives. It was one of those characters where I didn't know I needed a resolution. It was like, oh, it was a bit weird that she was written out pretty quickly, and I know the reasons why and everything, but it's like, I really, I didn't know I needed this so yeah, badly. It, it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, if someone had said at the start of this season, we're going to devote nearly a full episode to Row, I'd have been like, ooh, that might be a bit of a waste, considering what everything else we've got to do. Yeah. But, but no, she's phenomenal, and the way they use her to drive the story forward and to get all that emotion out of Picard is brilliant, and it's it's just really well put together, the whole thing. So he notices she hasn't got her earring, 
and he uses that to have a dig at her and then obviously we find out the reason she hasn't by the end of the episode and it's this really beautiful <laughs> moment you know it's it's just such clever writing yeah and actually it very quickly reminds me of like when uh, you've got the bit with Crusher when she's doing the autopsy and you've got the doctor from the Titan next to her like where this is so well justified I thought it was weird because like they had one episode like the first episode when you had uh, the Crushers in sick bay she mm. was so antagonistic to her and then suddenly just she sees her doing one operation she's going besties it's like <laughs> whereas this was so well earned that seemed weird that she stood next to her being a, basically her gower now yeah she's now i thought that was weird it's like oh so beverly's just in charge now fine yeah. yeah and the fact that you hated her to begin with and they really didn't have any dialogue for the doctor saying oh actually no she's really impressive like you know there was nothing yeah it's just like you you do the autopsy because you know i i'm only the chief medical officer and currently work for starfleet whereas you've been off the grid for 20 years that's fine yeah yeah um back on the planet then we've got a vulcan gangster which i love how he justifies yeah. it well you always get lawless societies so it's logical yeah, hmm. in any utopia, you need um, a criminal element. The only thing I, I would say is, like, I felt when when he was a, uh, you know, we saw there was a Vulcan that we were going to be dealing with as this new baddie, um, low league baddie, but it it felt like it, I don't know, it felt like it was meant to go somewhere it didn't quite because it's like there was no big reason for him being a Vulcan. They did throw in a few lines, uh, but it's I think I think the big reason for him being a Vulcan was that he was able to uh, anticipate Worf's traps on him. And, I and, guess. And he'd mm. circum, circumnavigate. Because he, yeah. he realised he realized that Rafi was a hologram. And then he also had somebody actually yeah. knew where Rafi was and already there were gone to the back and of I the like, head. I like Worf's yeah. face when he realises that the Vulcans realise he's just like, oh, shit. You know, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, when I first saw it as a Vulcan, I just, I thought it was going to play into it a little more. Maybe, you get, yeah. You get, I thought you got very much um, that classic sort of like James Bond villain trope where he was explaining what he'd done, what you didn't think I'd realised that yeah. he had a mobile emitter. <laughs> yeah. You didn't realise, realize, think I'd uh, realised that she'd be up there with a sniper rifle. <laughs> yeah. It's mobile emitters. Jesus Christ, how much have they nicked that from the future? That's not meant to happen until the 29th century. No, fair now point. they're just like water. Christ's sake. I'm well, just... that's Section 31. If I there you yeah, go, yeah, the Section 31. The famous Section 31. They even have a I gift shop that you can go in and buy the black com badges. <laughs> and, yeah, you can buy the black com badges. They're right next to the mobile emitters, which you can yeah. just get like they're, they're... So Picard and Roe on the holodeck then, this is just brilliant, like how he sneakily turns off the protocols and he pulls the gun on it it's Guinan's bar. And I like, how, I like how she goes, keep your hands above the, above the bar and he just, all he does is pulls up two glasses but he's already switched to yeah. because yeah that's right let's stick to the top shelf <laughs> he was practically bond in that in those moments i totally agree yeah I, I yeah to and it yeah. shows that he's got intent to harm if not kill Roe at this point you know it's just such a great prickly side of picard and this shouting match they have that culminates in them saying they've broken each other's heart and then it's like right 
so the pain shows we must be who we are. Yes. It, it's just brilliant. And, and he just got the, the way they did the, go. I did like the way they kind of laid in the, um, oh, you got your urgent medical report, which Roe probably would know that he's got aromatic syndrome. So probably it didn't need to be but said. he doesn't anymore because he's... He doesn't he's... anymore because he's now infected. Oh, of course he is. Which... So why has he got... Actually, why has he got a medical thing? He hasn't. He, he, he was lying. No, no, but I but Roe would know that she's a, he's a robot. I think, no. though, they did say that his body will still die the same way a human body would. So it's conceivable. It's just he doesn't have aromatic syndrome. Die, but he won't have aromatic syndrome. Okay. Yeah, it could, it could have been any medical emergency. All right. What was sillier like... about that is like, oh, this is private row. And she just stands there still looking at him. And then this big fuck-off text comes on the thing. It's like there's no way she could have been. I, I was sort of I was sort of thinking about this, and I'm thinking, has a great big fuck off text just come up, and there's no way she can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or have we got a zoom into a console? Ah, okay. But they haven't made, but they haven't made it obvious it's a zoom into a console. Yeah, okay. So it just looks like there's a big fuck off text. It reminds me of those cash points where they say to like, oh, make sure you protect mm. your pin, and you've got a screen which is like that big, like it's like everyone can see yeah. exactly how much they're drawing. Hate those, yeah. It was the it's like, that on the I love this. Is totally on a tangent, but I love it in restaurants where the waiter will come and give you the chip and pin machine, and they make an absolute song and dance about not looking at your pin. So like they turn completely and stand about three yeah. foot away from yeah. you, and then they and come like, back, look at it, and go, "This is where you enter the tip if, if you no, want you, to." They do the holding it out. Don't yeah, like it's like, oh, come yeah. on, I, I believe you're not looking at my pin. Anyway, um, so, yeah, I love all that with Ro. I do feel like, and I know we've discussed how the first season, some people liked it, some people hated it, but I do feel like the way he's reacting to Ro is very much in character with what he was like in season one because in season one, you've got this guy who's got in a paddy, basically, about Starfleet, gone off and wasted 20 years of his life out away from something that he loves. I can't, would never do. Because, ah, but he would, because you're happy with the thing with Ro, and that's very much the same thing. It's just oh, very yeah, stubbornly keeping out of someone's life that he could have been in. I think it's... I think what we're getting here is a microcosm of the arc from season one, and I think, if anything, it adds credence to the Picard we see in season one. I'm just saying, I, I, I believe that he, uh, well, we saw it. He, he gets shirty with someone who betrayed the uniform. I, mm -hmm. I think that's very consistent with the Picard. We've seen all throughout Next Generation, let alone Picard. Him taking 20 years off, I, I just don't think uh, he would throw a hissy fit and throw away that uniform for which he is so uh, well, enraged he that he did. betrayed. He did. We've seen it. It's there. Um, Worf, then. Mm. Worf keeps a couple of times... He mentions, I have sacrificed much for this mission. Do we think Alexander has died off screen? Oh, no, he's talking about something that he sacrificed that he cares about. So, no, sorry, forget that. <laughs> <laughs> nice I just thought during this duel, would it have killed him to play a few lines from Amok Time? That would have been good. That's Did... all we were missing. This was such a badass scene. They have been playing on music a few times, though, for him. They have, yeah, they've had the do <laughs> Did yeah, anyone think Worf were dead? No, th this is why I think it should have been Rathi. No, not yet. 
They should have fake killed no, Rocky that's because... Not, that's not happening until for a couple of episodes yet. No. I don't think he's going to die, but I, I think what they should have had... I do. ...is where they've had the training earlier on, and they've shown that he's the better fighter. I think it would have been nice if you'd fake killed Rafi. I mean, mm -hmm. of course, we probably would have known she isn't dead, but it's more likely she's dead. At least it, I might have had a bit of doubt. Yeah. Once Worf, it's like, well, they're not going to kill him like that. Rafi, where they've been getting rid of the new Picard crew members... I kind of would have believed they might have killed her off. It, again, yeah. it's slightly well, more believable. It was quite funny because I was watching it with Chloe and she was like, oh, is Worf really dead? And I was like, no, he's probably doing the Dachach technique. And then a scene later he goes, I have done the Kalos death meditation. I'm like, yes! <laughs> That's what I said you were doing. Again, this is a great example of how they perfectly aged him it, it, he's in a different place, but you can see where he came from the Warfare notes to where he is now. Yeah, absolutely. In the first series with Picard, to be fair. Uh, it's so, I, I like the fact they've learned from their mistakes when it comes yeah. to Series 3 and how they've evolved the characters. Even the portrayal of Riker, even though it was fairly true previously, I think it's really true to his character now, even more so than when he was in Season 1. Absolutely. And then, yeah, there's the lovely moment where Ro gives him the earring and just the expressions on the actors, there's just, like, so much love and regret and it's just a masterclass in facial expressions that they do there where she passes it to him. Uh, we should also just note that if anyone had Today is a Good Day to Die in their bingo uh, Star Trek card, yeah. it will stick off. We need all those touchdowns, sorry. Uh, as you were. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought that was really nice too. Uh yeah, with the earring. The only thing which I didn't get is when, in a bit, Picard goes, um, oh, I don't know why she gave her this, gave me this earring, which we just talked about how much it meant to both of us and how much it was turning point in a relationship. Why would she give me that? It's so <laughs> Riker can go well, actually. It's a right. exactly. trick. <laughs> All you had to do was say, it's like, uh, oh, she gave me this. It really meant a lot to me. Wait a minute, maybe she gave it to you for another reason. It'd well. have been good if Riker had gone, I think I know, and he puts it on the scanner and he just goes, eh, and he goes, oh, fuck knows then. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he wouldn't know why she gave it to him. There, there are so many obvious reasons why she would give yeah. it to him as a sentimental thing. Yeah. And I then obviously we get Rose's sacrifice and everything, and again, just fantastic acting with... Patrick Stewart and I see you row I'm sorry it took me so long oh, and, oh it's just yeah it's just excellent like, stuff right row is section 31 did she Possibly. really die yes or no Yes, yes, she did. Yeah, it, it doesn't mean anything if she doesn't die. It would ruin it. It would so ruin it if she didn't. I, oh, sorry, I mean, we did, we did see Sloan there being aware when he was facing. True. No, no. Well, I'm not saying there isn't. It, it's, it's way possible, but I'm saying it would ruin it thematically. Mm, it yes, it would. This, this episode mean, would mean nothing. It would mean so much less. Sorry, I mean, can you imagine yeah, if, for example, they'd killed off a main character twice and brought them twice, back? yeah. A third time, yeah, that would just be such weak. That'd be crazy, it'd be wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be that'd be mental. Stay tuned yeah. for the second half That's of the show. I just, I just want to uh, read out just <laughs> just Rose Lane. Uh, all these years, I'd wish you'd known me, and I'd known you. It, it, just 
a line like that give me that every time it's just such great writing such pathos the way they've staged it um just beautiful yeah it's excellent i also love just from a, a special effects point of view the bit where it shows the intrepid sort of like rising up above them and kind of bearing down on them it does look like it like a bird of not a klingon bird of prey but like a bird of prey you know a predator yeah. it's just brilliant it's really scary and intimidating and the way this is so well put in that uh if if you hadn't had the fact that she she was doing it to disable the ship, not just to get the bomb way, because if it was just to get the bomb way, she could have gone out into an EVA suit, as we've seen before. Yeah, but she's also... Yeah, put it on autopilot, but she needs to be there to pilot into the ship to... Because otherwise they would just shot it down if it was an autopilot. Yeah, So it was, it was really exactly. nicely layered that it's kind of... It's, it's geek-proof. We can't... Yeah. I want it to be so I can't argue with it, and, and yeah. they did it. And she, she's realised that the intrepidity is massively when as part of it. And she's literally saving the car. Exactly. Yeah. And meanwhile, Jack fucks up some changelings and I know we're gonna we're gonna get a bit of an explanation next episode but I do not buy it Irimonic Syndrome never made Picard turn into Kung Fu Master and (laughs) also it makes no sense to the uh, the the voices he's hearing and also the vines growing that's got nothing to do with that there's some something has been done to him yeah that he doesn't know that's been done. And I, I don't know if he's maybe a changeling that doesn't realise he's a changeling or if it is a synthetic or, or what, but something has been done to him to alter him. Maybe he has got a link to something we haven't found out. It looks like he almost thing. goes into autopilot when he's shooting them guys. Yeah. And Maybe he's a, a symbiont Ooh. or a synthetic. A bit like Picard. Maybe That'd be interesting. Maybe it's been done to him by Daystrom or something. That's why they have Picard's bones and all that. I, I have, like, the bare bones of a theory about this. Bones uh, uh, of Picard, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think maybe after Picard was rescued from the Borg... There was still some boggy shit in him that he's passed on to Jack, and somehow this is being triggered. And the changelings want to maybe create like a boggy changelingy hybrid thing, Ooh. and that's why they steal Picard's body to get the Locutus DNA. Sure. And that's why they want Jack for how it integrated. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that now you can control without without being assimilated. Yeah, I've maybe. Had an idea. I've had an idea. Uh, because of uh, what we're going to see at the end of the next episode, maybe because it was a female voice calling to him, maybe it's something to do with Troy because of his psychic powers and everything. I, I don't have a Good full thing. theory on this, but I just thought it's like she might be able to send him messages. Oh, and be maybe qu- if oh, she's been trapped, maybe that's when she was picked up by the Shrike, so he's... Well, I was thinking uh, there where we where you say females sending messages and they come home. That's very much a ball queen thing come home. Yeah, you see, I thought about that as well, so I, I don't yeah. know. Um, I think you might be onto something there. I was, think, I was thinking the ball, the only reason the bones could be taken was the ball tech, otherwise nothing else makes sense. Yeah. Well, nothing we know of yet. I, I, I must admit, 
in previous series when they were giving us mystery box after mystery box and not explaining them it got so tired and it like you just mm. lost faith and it proved that they didn't know what they're doing by the end of series series one i'm sorry it just did uh whereas this i have so much faith because they have open mystery boxes and they've explained what's in them they've yeah exactly given us some teas some small teasers on the way to the big reveals yeah that's and it that's what i want yeah yeah well it's different it's different showrunner for this isn't it? yeah it is yeah uh, and then he does go and ask his mum for help he says i think there's something wrong with me and you're like good because I, one of the things that most annoys me in any TV show is when you've got characters who have a secret and they have no earthly reason to keep it from the other characters and it just ekes out the conflict and I know we've yeah. got a lot of supernatural super fans out there but whole seasons of that show could be shortened if they just bloody talked to each other <laughs> but they never yeah. do Anyway, yeah, but they've got to fit in 26 episodes a season. True. <laughs> yeah, so, Squee, you were a big fan of Riker's line about not liking being on the back foot. Um, what did you think of this at the end where it's like, they're coming after us? Who is? Everyone. Did you like that? I don't know. I mean, like, it, it, I, I kind of... It's the weight of Starfleet. So that one kind of... It's not everyone, though, is it, Riker? It's not everyone. That's hyperbole. There's a difference between hyperbole and absolute bullshit, which is the one place I don't... In the universe, I don't want to be. It's on the back foot. That just means... That isn't a hyperbole. That isn't a metaphor for anything. Everyone's coming after me. uh, That means the weight of Starfleet. Mm -hmm. I I get Okay. No, I I just thought that might have... run. I I had no no problem with everyone. I didn't either, but I thought Squee might have done. But anyway... Justified. Having People said really that, let's go straight into the next episode then. And it, everyone is looking for them because we see Starfleet looking for them, then we see the Shrike looking for them. So everyone who matters is looking for them at the start of this next episode. Yeah, uh, we have to All we need is a Klingon and a Romulan thrown in as well. Yeah. What we have to start with, though, is on the Shrike, we've basically got... This scene from Austin Powers, where you've got like the the uh, yes. like the, the, the self-aware extras. It's like you've got a guy on the bridge going. It's like, but come on, like everyone else is just dead quiet. He's going. It's like, oh, but I don't think this is a good idea. Have you not been watching the rest of the? Like, <laughs> have you not noticed who your captain is? You know he's going to die the second he talks. It's yeah. like idiot. She does do a very good, like, Shakespearean monologue, though. You know, I mean, I didn't write any of it down, but I will burn it to cinders and I will obliterate the... We will do this. It's great. And she is the queen of the weird delivery I absolutely love. She says, every time. Not even Jean-Luc says... Jean-Luc never says that. And, like, in another episode, she goes, we'll get him... Like, him? Where did that come from? But I love it. I, I don't know why it's so She's electric. Up. But she says words in such a weird way. It just, it's, it's, I it love it when you get way. actors who get handed a role and they go, yeah, I'm going for it with this. Um, yeah. This is what I'm doing and I'm they've doing it. Gone to, they've obviously gone to her. You are the baddie. We loved you in Pulp Fiction. Bring that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, have, it, and have fun. <laughs> it feels like everything from, um, like, um, oh God, Nicolas Cage. It, it's when actors give such big performances, it's such a big swim, swing for the fences. It's either going to knock it out of the park or it's yeah. going to be so ridiculous, yeah. it's just going to fall on the ground. But you have to be brave to make those big swings. So even yeah. when, like, someone like, yeah, say, Nicolas Cage, even when he puts in a 
a performance which doesn't quite work he's tried he's tried something he's made a choice and i respect that even if i don't love the performance in that particular film and she is one of those actors she will always from the fence and actually i can't think of a film i've seen her in where she doesn't land it no she's Fair great amanda plumber she is um, yeah, and then, I'm, I'm just waiting for it to come out with uh, the line at some point in this yeah. I'm going to kill every last motherfucking one of you <laughs> I mean she's not far from it to be, yeah, I know, to be quite honest and actually I prefer when like her swearing I think works much better whenever Picard does it it just doesn't it does right. yeah. it, it feel right does it when no. he lands an F-bomb it just doesn't it doesn't feel like it belongs in the sentence if no. you want to see does swear a lot. if you want to see Patrick Stewart swearing there were that american show he did a few years ago where he was just a grumpy old english guy and he turned the air blue in that and it was really funny and it was great but because he wasn't oh, yeah. jean-luc picard what's well, that my bosses does that doesn't realize it. something yeah that was it yeah, One yeah, of my bosses does that and doesn't realise he's been sat behind me today and he's been quite busy in office and he's going, fucking hell, this has fucking done this today. Fucking hell, get in there. <laughs> I mean, I, it's like, it's, it's just it, how he talks and doesn't realise. And it, does, it is character specific because uh, Riker it kind of works for when he swears it, I don't even notice it really because yeah. it, it, it suits his character. And yeah, also, I love the note. It's fine. Yeah, it feels like to me, um, I think before he filmed this series, I think Jonathan Frakes watched Nick Nolte in 24 hours, or like 48 hours <laughs> and another 48 hours and just has taken on that note of like, oh, I'm too old for this shit. Oh, I can't. Like, he's so rest, like, he's doing everything, but it's like he is a bit too old for this shit, basically. Yeah. Is his kind of note in this. Definitely. And so we get most of the crew reunited. So we get Worf and Rafi arrive. There is a little nod to the relationship with Seven, and it looks like they are still together, but we're not going to spend hours on it, which I'm happy I with. I don't want... I didn't think they were together. I think I the way she says, hey, you, and then Worf says, oh, I have been into battle with lovers before. I think they're still together. No, no because... They're, they're lovers who are in argument. But then they sort of... So uh, seven cut that off. That no, they're not. And he went well. And he goes on about no. Seven says he's not. She's not going. Yeah, seven says I'm not going on the mission. And he's like, oh, good. Yeah. So it is still ambiguous. But for me, I thought it was when um, when she goes, oh, it's great to be seen. It's it's so awkward. It doesn't feel like they're together at the moment, which I'm a bit annoyed about because we've already covered that. We did like that was the whole arc last season was getting them back together so it's like you know either do it or don't I'd love it if they're not doing that but I think they are I think they are saying that I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt but anyway then we get a classic TNG briefing scene where we've got everyone sat around the briefing table and Picard has an excellent use of the word burglary which oh that is brilliant when he goes we've got to do burglary right straight away Excellent use of the word burglary there, <laughs> Admiral. To the, point, to the point where even, and this is more proof that I think uh, uh, Liam Shaw wants to like them, it's like even he, who's given whole speeches about how rubbish these guys are, he's like, yeah, yeah, fair play, that was an excellent use of the word. You know, he, he just gives yeah. this little nod where it's like, even he can't help but like give respect to that word. Play. Yeah. No, he's definitely, he's kind of like, 
like a new kid at school trying to hang out with the cool guys and he doesn't quite fit in but he's slowly kind of building his way up and, and this should make him an honorary member of the bridge crew I know he's the captain but you know what I mean they just give him a little badge or this should give him Wesley's acting ensign rainbow jumper <laughs> at the end <laughs> and go Liam you are now part of our crew Oh, I, I did just want to, uh, a few things which we kind of gone past, but just very quickly, I'll just read out the notes as they are. Uh, Jack being a dick in the bar is quite fun and antagonism feels real. Playing off Picard's grief, that's kind of quite nice. Yeah. Um, fucking Wolf's in the house is one note. Uh, Wolf sassing Shadow Picard as sour mead, just lovely. <laughs> just nice little yeah. Yeah. Thing for no reason. Yeah. That's uh, and I kind of want hugs all around. It's like it's only Wolf gets hugged from Bev. I kind of want, I think yeah, they all... the Klingon mold for him to give a big bear hug to people. That, that's very warrior. It doesn't. It is. Like yeah. Soft. And yeah, that you're right. That scene with Jack is good, where he's talking about, oh, you passed me on shitty genetics and blah blah blah. And obviously, <laughs> that's gonna come in later on in the episode. And I know you've got a few thoughts on that conversation when we get there. But yeah, the the only thing I wish they'd kind of done is is they put this first scene an episode before yeah. because it feels like the setup and resolution is way too quick. Like this. You've got a whole series. The, the, the beauty of having a series which can have an arc across the series is you don't have to do everything in one episode. True. Yeah. And his journey from being pissed with him to forgiving him was really quick. Like I do like the where he says, "Well, how did you survive erotic syndrome?" I didn't. And he's like, "Bit harsh, Picard. You could uh, sugarcoat yeah. that for him a little bit." <laughs> I yeah, fucking died. Some, but... <laughs> Well, it yeah. must be a bit of a twat to him. He, 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 Picard can give a little bit yeah. of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like... sort of, I'm sorry, I was just going to go back to the yeah, uh, to the Worf Riddle when he is talking about the about the relationship. I love Worf, the relationship guru. He's going like, no, I've got a battle with loads of people in a relationship. Oh, um, no, she, she's not coming with us. It's like, oh, thank God, this would have been yeah. a show. <laughs> it's beautiful. I like Riker and Worf's sort of banter throughout the episode. Like, Riker's trying to wind him up, and Worf's not biting. He's like, you used to, you used to come back at me yeah. when I said stuff like this. The only thing with that is, like, there's yeah. a later scene, which, again, we'll sort of we'll put some stuff together because we've got a lot to get through, but the later scene where uh, they t- t- have two... They have a line each, which is mildly combative, and Raffi's like, whoa, break it up, boys. It's like, really? Like, if you're going to do that, you, you have to, they have to be a lot more angry at the, each other. Uh, again, I just read that as her getting in on the banter rather than a serious, I like... It, I think it was a bit like... Trying to get a bit in on the banter, but also we've only got an hour. We haven't got time for arguing. Yeah, we have to get on with business, or even pretend arguing or whatever you're doing. Yeah, it just felt like the same as uh, my slight gripe with the uh, episode where Picard was holding court in the in uh, ten forward, and and. Every story was just one line. It's like, well, if you've got Picard telling a story, you want Picard to tell a story. If you don't have an argument, have an argument or don't bother. Mm. Like, it just felt a bit something and nothing to have two, like, little argument pieces, which I think they're going to pull on later as a reason why they're annoyed with him. If you're going to set up, set up. True. A good bit of foreshadowing where Sydney says, well, short of being invisible, we can't come back here. (laughs) <laughs> like, hmm, stole that one away somewhere. Have and we got then, to the um, 
Daystrom. Yeah, are we're we just about to, because yeah. this we're, is where my notes just turned into a word <laughs> followed by an exclamation mark, and it just all goes <laughs> a bit crazy. When they first beam down, you know the voiceover, which you also hear right at the end of the episode, which was quite nicely done in the Daystrom Institute of the uh, automatic yeah. voice mm. thing. The computer. Do you guys remember the audio book, specifically the audio book of the um, crossover novel? I don't. It was I, I one read where they, the novel, but I never listened so to the audio. So this was one where they brought in um, Bones. Uh, yeah, Bones, Scotty, and Spock. What from the from the Next Generation time? Mm-hmm. And uh, on the audio book, they've got this voiceover in. I don't know if it's a Daystrom from Institute or just a ship museum. But they basically nick a ship from there. It might even be the Enterprise they grab. But um, I just remember they went in there and the voiceover was like, uh, please remember to take all your your uh, trash when you're leaving the the Daystrom yeah. Institute. And, and it really was reminiscent of this. And they even had a bit at the end, like they do in this, of right after the story, after the credits and the Simon Schuster audio pr- produced this thing. And then right at the end it goes, and please take your rubbish with you when yeah. you leave the auditorium. Well, it was well, exactly the same as this. Well, we have it, it where it comes out with a uh, please no drinking in as you walk around. <laughs> Which was the lines were very similar. It was like yeah. what we were saying the other week when Wolf was giving the basically the computer game voiceover to Raffi's fight, which was very reminiscent yeah. of Klingon. I think I have given a bit of honor to these side, you well, know, out, side canon things. Happy, well, they're definitely happy because they're, they're doing things with like from Star Trek Online and all that. And, yeah, and they've read the audios like, computer games. This series, yeah. this series has just been Easter egg after Easter yeah. egg, and, and and this series is fan service. Yeah, it wasn't exactly the same line, but it was similar enough that I'm sure that is a uh, tip of the hat to it. Yeah, yeah. So very random. I love it. Deep breath, then. So on the Daystrom Station, we've got a Genesis device. No. We've got a Genesis 2 device. We have. Dun, dun, dun. Which is? Which is? A, Go on, a, referen- a reference to the Gene Roddenberry field pilot, now on, now credited as being a TV movie from 1973, Genesis 2. So there we go, as well as obviously a reference to Wrath of Khan. We've got Kirk's body for some reason. <laughs> now, this is very strange. Like, there's been all sorts on the internet this this week. Oh, we've got to get Kirk coming back. No, we're not. No. It's was this not so Because ah, I did put... I can quite... Was that when you had the thing of the original series? Yeah. The, do, do, do. Yeah, when it oh, shows the body, that's Kirk's yeah, body. and it's Kirk's body. Oh, so they've gone I, back to Viridian uh, 4. You, 3 or 4, yeah. Viridian yeah. 4. 4. And, and dug him up to put him in, like... Section 31. Which does you make me him. scarily remember the William Shatner novel, The Return, well, which I really hope I that's was, not where we're going. Oh, Jesus well, Christ. That's what I, well, that's what I was thinking. Like, there's no reason to put him in his... You might go, you might go back and dig up his bones, dig up his body to give him a proper Starfleet funeral. Mm. I could see that. <clears throat> but why would you dig up his body there? to put him in this sort of like top secret section 31, unless the return happened and he did get uh, assimilated by the Borg, and he is full of Borg's technology. So the Shatnerverse is now Star Trek canon. 
actually, or maybe it's foreshadowing. Maybe what they're, they're, they're giving you the, they're making you think that it might be a return situation. However, what we're going to do is have a reanimated Picard versus Picard, like the evil Picard, which has been taken by from Sex that could happen. Robo Picard. I mean, a lot um, of the theories yeah. are not, that are knocking about how we're going to see Locutus again before the end I, of the season. So maybe. I, I did feel like, uh, like there's you were saying earlier. There's all sorts of way out theories at the moment. Yeah. This, this was a further, though, uh, proof of uh, Section 31 being just as, as common as air in this thing. Because, like, yeah, when they go but, into Section 31 in the Dacian Ruin Street, it didn't seem particularly well hidden to me. No. I'm gonna say. It yeah, had a sign that said Section 31, which. Yeah, ask us how. Like, <laughs> you've already covered reasons why they could have Picard's bones, but there'd be no reason to have Kirk's bones. <laughs> Unless it's something to do with uh, genetic leftover material through being in um, the... The Nexus. Nexus. Well, he's been in the Nexus. He's been through the galactic barrier. He's super-aged and then got turned back. Or maybe it's something like they keep all of the heroes of Starfleet because they might want to clone them someday or something. I don't know. Um... There's also an attack tribble, which I love the attention to detail that Worf is freaked out by it, because of course now, he would be. But this one makes perfect sense from um, the Star Trek short. What's the trouble with... Um, is oh, it, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. What's his name? I can't remember, where, but where, I, I know which one you where mean. He makes, where, he makes them into, where he makes them into uh, meat eaters. Mm. Yeah. And, I, no, and, no, the, no. and they're massively ravenous compared to what... To what we normally see, the- it it also gives us why um like there was a war between the Klingons and Tribbles because all we've ever seen is they just multiply a lot which okay Klingons don't like them but I still don't think that's the best kind of I don't think the Klingons would be well, overwhelmed that, by that but I if you've got where, tech Klingons that makes a lot more uh, sorry tech Tribbles that makes a lot yeah more I think that where is it what's the trouble with Edward so, yeah something like that yeah uh, where he's genetically altered though because he wants to make up. Use them to eat for meat, but they're, they're reproducing and eating a lot more fiercely and actually eating yeah. people mm-hmm. where they were vegetarians in TOS. And it sort of evolved a something which was kind of like a, a bit of a joke, really. The triple yeah. Klingon war now it makes sense. Now we, it, it, it makes sense they would have these tech troubles. It would actually be a pretty badass fight now. Yeah, yeah. And then we get a crow, which is. A fairly deep cut because it's a reference to the episode where Data gets the dream thing installed. So that that's that's a it's, fair. It's such a deep cut, but the second I saw it, I knew exactly. What, I, I knew it was Data. I, I knew yeah. straight away. It was it was yeah. such a gift to the fans. And if you didn't know, great, you get more surprised, which is nice. And the music, which Elliot called way back in episode one, is Pop Goes the Weasel, and it is Data trying to reach out to them. Oh my sweet lord! And when you saw the um, the Encounter of Farpoint uh, clip, even I, I've seen the HD versions of the Next Generation. They look amazing, but this is clearer than ever. It looks yeah. even better than them. Like how they've touched it up, yeah, it's amazing. Because it if you I put know. the original footage in there, not cleaned up, how shit would that look? Like, the, the the technology they can use to match it to new yeah. new yeah. shows is just above. I was I was a bit funny with this when they put in that original footage. I, I don't know if it needed it. I liked it. Mm, it was nice. Yeah. To see. It, 
It was we saw classic Riker without the beard. We get yeah. to see Data, and then it goes to Data now. Mm -hmm. I, I well, we've got, well, we've only seen Riker without the beard in uh, season one and Insurrection. Yeah, that's exactly. true. Also, so nice I like that this fixes a stupid line of dialogue in Nemesis, which always bugged me, where you had Riker saying. Oh, the first time I saw Data, he was whistling a tune on the holiday. Oh, what was the song? What was that? It's always bugged me that I'm like, Riker would have remembered that. Yeah. And so I, my head kind of now is Riker was just having an off day in Nemesis. He's in grief. He can remember the song now. But I, I feel like... his friend, so the trauma hit him. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is a little dig at Nemesis going, no, Riker had remembered that, and we're going to show you yeah. that he remembers it, so bugger off. He, 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 he <coughs> could even uh, name the notes. Exactly, that. yeah. So Now, the thing I want to question is, so we've said before that it was really great how they've kept Ro a secret. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing, if you're going to have Moriarty in it for just one scene, which it looks like that's where they're going, yeah, it was some data. Why reveal it in the trailer? That really because it, uh, because it was a uh, red herring. I think that's it. No, I think I know, they wanted know, the fans it, to it go made, into meltdown like, with theories like, and like you got Moriarty revealed, and then we've had the end credits all the way through, which shows like um, like we got it last week with the real one where the uh, safeties are turned off on the holiday, mm -hmm. but they showed so holiday activated, ten forward, safeties turned off. Moriarty. So you've got right through till like 60% of the season. And, and there's fan theories how's Moriarty going to fit in? No, no, I agree. But, but what, you could have achieved that by just putting in the credits and not putting in the trailer. Putting in the trailer sort of, for me, took away the power of that moment. Like, he was on screen for basically double what we saw in the trailer. Yeah, and it wasn't a surprise anymore. Yeah, but... How wonderful would that surprise have been? And how much could you have up the fan speculation if you just had it in the credits going Moriarty loaded or whatever they say. Yeah, true. And that's the only clue. It would have... I, I just like, think we would have known been, if it was going to come on or not. I, I just think with how many things has been in this thing, this season, and people brought back the next gen, etc. That I just think it's a nice little red herring, that Mo Moriarty no, I, I know, isn't yeah. a danger or anything. I, it's not actually Moriarty. Just... Yeah. I, I love that too. I'm just saying it's like uh, when you've got so much in this series that you can put into a trailer, yeah, I mean, which is going to get you to there, why spoil that cameo as, as opposed to, as I said, yeah. in, the, in the credits, that's wonderfully, I love the way they've done the credits. Yeah. And you, after the fact, you go, ah, shit, that's that, that's that. And it's got everyone guessing. And we weren't guessing about Moriarty because we knew he was coming forward, and We didn't know how he was going to I agree with you. I wouldn't have put him in the trailers, personally. If, it's well, like the trailers we've got... Always... Uh, if this is all he's used, he shouldn't have been in the trailer. Yeah, which I think I it will just be. be a surprise. Yeah, and I don't think after seeing this it would make any sense to use it. No. Um, but I honestly think it's just been a red herring. Yeah, it's I think like, that is so what it was for. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's... I, sorry, I should have said, I, I do know why they've done it, and they wanted to bring bumps to the seat, but I think they had so many other ways of doing that. And it's like in the trailer for uh, Flashpoint, where you see Michael Keaton. It's great to see Michael Keaton, great to see the like the flash, the quick flash of the Batmobile, but you could have saved him going, 
I'm Batman for the actual film. Yeah, like, that's because certain things I want saved. To be fair, yeah, with the, the Flash film, they need to throw as much at it as they possibly can to distract you from the fact that Ezra Miller's the Flash. Right. So, if you hadn't just to finish that point, if you hadn't had that that line in there, would it have made you any less excited or any less distracted from Ezra? Ezra? I don't know, maybe. Right? Can we please, once and for all? Stop calling this the Flash film. This is a Michael Keaton Batman movie. And the yep. Flash is a side character that happens to be in it. Yeah, well, talk to DC. We do not have that power. I hope that's You're true. Admiral, you get it done, yeah. So, carrying on with my list of exclamation marks. <laughs> ships. Do you want to talk us through the ships, Elliot, once we get to... Oh. Oh, this is uh, your your time. Are we, going back, are we going to the museum or just the ships that are here? Let's do let's do all of it. Let let's just do all right. the ships in well, one yeah, go. Can we, start, can we okay. actually start before you even get the ships? Can we start on the look of the station? Yeah. Just the fact there's a classic mushroom. Yeah. And they've used that a few times now for different things, which I really like. Yeah, yeah that was great. Sorry, and now you. Right. So we have a Daystrom Institute comes to attack them to a kick. How do you pronounce it? Akira class. Mm-hmm. One of them is the USS Steinbach. Rick Steinbach finally got a ship. Hey. My buddy Rick Steinbach. Yeah. You can catch my interview with him at uh, com. I've watched it a few times. I tried to reach Steinbach myself. He's a lovely man. Lovely, He's yeah. amazing guy. Steinbach. He's so much of so much in the Star Trek universe is because of him. And so much beyond. Like, he would be a legend just for his work on Star Trek, and he's worked on everything else as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we lost Elliot for a second. Right. Oh, sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, we've got you. Yeah. Am I here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just paused for a right. second. Right. Uh, I could hear you all that time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, um, so yeah. then we go to the museum. So... The ships that we can make out coming in, we can see, we have we can see Defiant class, a TOS uh, Connie, a refit into Connie. We can see an Intrepid class, original Intrepid class from Voyager. We can see a uh, um, Bird of Prey. We can see uh, NX refit. We can see a Constellation class, a Romulan Robert. And I think it's a D7. Yeah, there's a Klingon battlecruiser in there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then later on, we get it confirmed. We have the USS Defiant. It's, oh, no, no. no. Is it, it's just fan service. Yeah. And the way they go through the ships, when they're going through the... Uh, let's face it, they're just going through the hits. They don't feel yeah. the need to chuck in a few others. They, the, the first time when they show the it's, Yorktown, cause, so they could, is the Yorktown the one which is the... No, um, they call it the New Jersey. New Jersey, sorry. Yeah, they get the New Jersey in, which is, so you get to see the original, what the Enterprise looked like, and yeah. then you get the Enterprise, then you get the uh, the Defiant, then you get the Voyager, then you get you get everything. You get everything well, you want to see. Well, we get, we get the Defiant, which is a hero ship. Oh, like you say, we get the USS Jersey. We can't have the original TOS Enterprise because it got blown up. And mm-hmm. I'm glad they didn't try and flange that. Good. But we get the uh, USS New Jersey, NCC-1975, which is um, the birthplace and birth year of Terry Matalas, the showrunner. 
Yeah. No, I still give him that. I mean, to be honest, I would like the Yorktown just because it's mentioned so much in the original series. That's a quibble. That's a quibble. I, I'll give him that. If also, you were, if I was show running, you would get. Also, the there's theories that the Enterprise A was the Yorktown. Oh, there is. Yeah, it was repurposed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's face it. If, if if I was running the show, the HMS Dragon, or sorry, the USS Dragon would be very promptly featured. Uh, you know, I, I can't help yeah. but give it to him. Of course he's going to do that. Some people have said, well, this proves that Strange New Worlds and Discovery take place in a separate timeline. No, it doesn't. It proves that the Enterprise has another refit after Strange New Worlds that makes it look like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. So the Enterprise has had many refits. So carrying on, we then get the Enterprise there. Yeah. Which is just Paul. Anytime any price A is on, that is part. That should have an 18 plus you know what? on it's, the screen. It's even beyond the fan service, which I expected. Like, I didn't expect them to give me the Enterprise. I, I didn't necessarily no. need it, but I loved it. I, I did, just, I did like, it. Thank you. It, it's, not, it's not something I realise. It's not something I was expecting or needed, but when I saw it, it was, yeah, that's something I What would have made it even better is if Seven and Jack had gone, shall we go get a shuttle pod and fly around it for eight minutes? (laughs) 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 And then have it going into an anomaly where we're going to play music for a further 10 minutes. Um, I mean, the only, I mean... I again, I've kind of got to give it to them. After they gave me the Enterprise A there, and then they teased they might go off in the Enterprise A for a minute. I'm like, they're not gonna, they're not gonna. Oh, they're not gonna. Okay, I think enough. we're <laughs> gonna get the Enterprise E because there's a bit in this where no, we're gonna get the F. The F. Well, it's gonna be an Enterprise because they say, oh, what about we're hanger, going to see on, hanger we're going number? To see on the screen. True. Yeah. Well, what I've heard is you but, do. Well, no, that's it. That you... The hanger. Is where the Excelsior is. Oh, okay. And that, and I was talking to James just before you uh, joined the ch- yeah. UK on screen. And I think having the Excelsior there proves that, and I'm sorry to say it to all the George fans, but Sulu was a failure because it never managed to fly it apart. There is that. There is that. I mean, I'll, I'll, ju- I'll just give you the uh, the one thing I'd heard is that apparently we see the Enterprise E being decommissioned and then we see the F. No, that's, I, I, that's yeah. no, but someone, some people have said that you see. No, you know. They said this, the, no, I know, yeah. I know. I'm, I, I, I accept what you've said that it's. We've seen that, that it's the F in the show, but I, but some people have been saying so. Maybe we see a decommissioned E at some point because I'd be happy to see the E at this museum. I would as well. Yeah. So maybe that's because some people were saying that we see it decommissioned, but maybe we see it de- decommissioned past yeah. tense. Well, that's it. So after then we move on to the Voyager. No, it's which, the step, isn't it? Um, Define next. Define was the first one that they show. Because like the, oh, there was a bullshit article I couldn't help but but click. It was the um, giant freaking robot where they're going to, like the uh, the discovery and oh sorry the. Uh, Defiant and the uh, Voyager are seen, but they're different. It's like you got a couple of lines in high def, you idiots. Like, I think there are a couple of lines extra on the bottom of it, and you've got the license plate number somewhere on the Defiant where it wasn't before. Oh, fuck off! It's just in high. You know what? Refits, like... refits is always the answer. Well, yeah, exactly. The... But we um, we didn't see them I... right at the end of their life. I... They could like but... a couple extra little bits done. I loved when we got the Voyager on screen in in Seven Court. 
and Jack's like, like, I don't know this one, but it looks beautiful. Which is it? And then Seven goes, that's my home. That's where I was. Yeah, that born. was really good. <laughs> yeah, that, she's, she made her name further out than any of these have ever been. I love the fact they gave her that line because the thing is, okay, Voyager was 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 maybe not a perfect show. Maybe it had some 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 episodes which uh, we all know. I don't but it's like I, I think they they don't make enough of, it. and it was nice that she got to make a moment of. Yeah, like we went further than anyone. That was what we got to do. This is our ship. Yeah. And again, it's what I'm saying about like Seven getting her moment, which she had yeah, really Yeah, I really like that. Obviously. Yeah. But we also get the HMS bounty. Yep. And I love the little story that Seven comes out with. It took them ages to find in uh, San Francisco Bay. It disappeared because the cloaking device had Yeah, I've got a question about that. But how long can uh, a bird of prey live underwater, like both cloaked and soaked? Like we, we see it well, getting waterlogged at the end of the film. We do. I mean, Jesus, well, that's a bit of engineering. Fair, so I'm saying, they, fair, the like, they build them to last. Like, I'm not being funny, but... If you can go down roughly, it might be invisible, but you could go up to it and physically touch it. Yeah, it shouldn't be that so hard to find. I, I think uh, oh, Seven's, yeah, it. I think Seven's a bit exaggerated when yeah. he says it took the ages to find. I mean, get the metal detectors out. I thought, I thought it was a nice little touch. The finding um, it, I didn't have a problem with. It was just weird that it's been on the bomb, and we, as I say, we see it getting waterlogged in the film. That's a tough ship. Like, if it doesn't rust one bit, and that's, I mean, okay, they could do some touch up, but Jesus. I think it was already rusty. It took him ages to dry it out. It was, <laughs> that's so, why then, there's uh, no more kitchen roll in the 25th century. They had to use it all to. Yeah, they used the bounty on the bounty. Hey. Another one we see, another one we see that is finally canon. We get the NXO1 refit. Yes when they're flying in, which would have been what we'd seen in season five of Enterprise if it hadn't been cancelled. So that's nice. That's finally canon. Mm -hmm. We get, we see a Romulan warbird as we're flying in. We see a constellation classes and not disclose which one it is, but we imagine that it's the Stargazer. It must be the Stargazer. Because why? Like, when you throw in so much fan service at this, like these ships are, why wouldn't you have it been a stargazer? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if an earlier script didn't reveal it was and have that included in the lineup. But then they're like, we uh, have to pare this down somehow. Yeah, and obviously yeah. we get the, like we said, the Klingon ship. And I think that covers all the ships that we see. Fantastic. They are a couple of others. Like, we see, um, is it Nebula class the same as what? rescued them at the end of generations. Yeah, there's a... There's a few distance that we can't think, make out very clear, but it looks like a nebula class and a couple of others. So. Yeah, there's a few of, like, the uh, the ones from First Contact and stuff like yeah. that in there. But, yeah, no, it's fortunately, just... Fortunately, they've not thrown in any of the Frankenstein ships from DS9. No, thankfully not. Though I have no, got a lot of models of them. <laughs> I just like to throw in though. I, I like the uh, line from Jack. Uh, well, that just that little bit alone, which leads to that lovely moment with him and Seven, and it's kind of really nice that 
it felt right that he couldn't hear a lot of the stuff which she says from Picard because it was too close to well when she says it and there's that mm. little bit of distance that worked really nicely very well plotted she it shows the wisdom that she's earned over the years between Voyager and now just lovely bit right yeah. again it, it, it was it was just really nicely done and then Geordi then comes back into it and he's a bit sassier than we remember which I actually yeah. like this because I think Geordi was probably the most one note during TNG. It wasn't LeVar Burton's fault, but he was a very bland character at times. You know, we've took the piss out of Geordi quite a few times. And I like that they're giving him something a bit meatier to do, a bit so he can do some more acting. You know, it's yeah. it's great that he's got this. I want to defend my daughters. I'm not happy about this yeah. Picard. Yeah. I, I like how he is. All our missions, everything we ever went through, I never feared for my life the way that I feared for the danger of my daughter. Yeah. Can we just also throw in, he comes aboard and he, he talks about when he, that microsecond where he's beaming, he decided between the hug and just telling you all to go to hell. Okay, okay, and, handshake. And still, only hugs Crusher. Why does no one else get a hug in this ship? Why is it only Crusher gets all the hugs? It just seems mean. I think I think it's a timing issue, isn't it? I think if I it was a, I think if it was like how they make movies now, two and a half hours long, it'd have hugged the entire crew. True. They'd have lined up down the corridor like when Neelix left my <laughs> yeah. and gone down the line. <laughs> Look, I've never met you before, but it's lovely to see you. How you doing, me old China? Let's yeah, uh, move our feet a little bit. The whole relationship <laughs> between him and his daughters as well, and like it does make perfect sense that he's saying it's like does. back then. Yeah, we put our lives in danger every day. That's fine back then, but now I've got family. Now I'm, I'm an old man. I will get court-martialed the second I help you. He's thinking yeah. like. I like the fact that it's a bit more complicated than in the next generation or any other iterations. Mm. Pretty much, the second they go, "Hey, you're an old crew member, friend." Let's go. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm an old man. I've got two daughters. It, it makes sense. Yeah. It's so much case, more real life. And like he says, best case scenario is I'll get court-martialed. Mm. Yeah. Worse, with how Starfleet is compromised, they'll go at my family. Yeah. Although the, the only thing I do, a little bit question, I mean, it, it works for the show and you have to kind of move things along, but it was like there was... It was the fact that everyone is so on board for taking the power away from these women and just going, it's like, ah, oh, your dad said that you're, you're going to get Yeah, some I don't like that. And, it, oh, yeah, me and Picard have made a deal. You're going to stay here. And, and rightly, she calls him on it and he's like, no, piss off. I'm doing this. I, 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 you don't get to do that. Well, yeah. well, well, he goes to it. This is a Starfleet problem. And she goes, I am Starfleet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, it's really good stuff, all the interactions and everything between them. I also and you've got like, uh, Shaw, Shaw just fanboying as well. Yes, like, with Jordy. Oh. I like that scene. It's like he's been frosty with everyone else, but Jordy's like, whoa. Jordy's like, whoa. But, but I still think this is, even though he's fanboying, I still think he would be the one, at least, who would say, it's like, well, you're not going to send one of my crew members... Yeah, that's like, a good he, point. He's always been layer of the law, and it would have been nice for someone to stick up for the agency... Again, of yeah. stuff. It does fit. I'm sorry, it, it, I couldn't help but notice it was a female well, who's getting their power taken away in this situation. It just didn't, it felt a bit icky to me. Mm. No, I can see that. I think maybe the reason Shaw doesn't step in is because they want her to be the one who 
who stands up for herself. Yeah. But like you say, from his character point of view, you'd think he'd be like, whoa, 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 that's my officer. You, you, didn't, you almost that's, didn't have to include them. You, you, you could have just had it being between the Geordies. Yeah, he did. There's a line where he says, he, he says like, oh, you're going to be going, like, yeah, we'll get yeah, yeah. the forges and then we'll go. Well, I mean, we're sure there when that was said. Well, he, he references later that he's open. Right. That he's, oh, after we've dropped them off, they're going to go off and shotcraft, then we're going to go and face yeah. music. He, he does have a line yeah. like that. And you didn't have to include him at all. You could have just had it being Geordie yeah. saying that's Picard, Picard going along with it. So you've only got one person going along with and it as I opposed to... You know, I do nice. like Jordy gets the line where he's talking to Picard and he says that young man is your son which to me feels like another easter egg because Kirk says something very similar to Spock in Star Trek 2 when they're crawling up the Jeffreys tube he says that young man is my son and it, it just the way they've structured the line just felt like that yeah um, just I, I think I must have got my notes jumbled up here. So one of the lines that I really like from Seven that you were talking about, Squee, when she's talking to Jack, is she says, oh, you know, he's good with a drive-by poetic observation, which I just love that term there. It's great. And then let's, let's get on to Data then. So it's Data, but it's not Data, and... He's the itinerary, and it's also his data, but it's Lal, but it's Law as well, and, and it's and a it's golem. Also, and it's also two things. It's Alkinson. <laughs> I thought it was Nunianson. No, he he's I, the one from season one. That wasn't oh, okay, the original Doctor song. This was his great-grandson oh, or whoever he, it was. He that... Oh, because the way he said it was, he gave data to him. Well, it's like it was some, uh, some Some genetics are strong in the family, as we've seen yeah. from season two as well. well oh, God, oh, of, course we know. <laughs> of course we know every member of that family looks the same. We, yeah. we've established that isn't even a question anymore. It was just a bit weird the way he was talking as if he invented data, and it just... Mm. Uh, um, I think he was more then, talking about no, that he's created this new golem of data. Yeah, yeah because he, he gave Picard his golem, which was meant to be for him yeah. to live on forever. No, I know, but there was a line where he but says... That now he's, he's created this new thing, which is like part synthetic, part um, real living tissue, part android... I understand that, but he talks about when he gave... He, he, there's a line where basically he says, when I gave Picard data to have on his ship. Like, there is a line... Is he not talking about what he's given to this new being? Like, he says, I've given it a bit of data, I've given it a bit of that. Yeah. I thought no, that's I, what he was talking about. Yeah, he, does, yeah. he does say that, he does say that, but there's a line where he goes, after I gave you data, basically. No, I, it's I'll after I give you my golem. It's, a, it, it's after I give you my golem, I started working on this. I want to watch it. Maybe, maybe I've misheard it. We'll go back to that oh, one. We won't get. It's not a moment it. where where you do then have a um, a montage between Geordie, Picard, and Sung all talking about yeah. parenthood. Yeah, and it's well, legacy yeah. and parenthood and everything. And it's also showing the ships as well. So it's like the legacy of the Enterprise because you got the Enterprise yeah. A. It's <laughs> lovely. There's only, there's only one thing he says, which again I'm going to question. He goes like, "Was I want to make something better, which mixes the best of." data and of law and of b4 what the fuck is b4 brings to pie i just want to know like it, well, he's, a, he's basically a slightly um degenerated memory he's like the beta test version 
Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, like you've got the test version. I wanted to bring the best of all these great Androids I've Also, oh, you I'm know what? Don't throw Law in there. He's a psychopath. Like. No, no. I could, I could argue there is a, a good trait you could take from Law. The way he processes things. You don't have to say the personality bit yeah. where he's evil. Mm. You could take something from that. He is an evolved, complete um, Android. But B4 is fucking nothing. He was a prototype which didn't really work. Why are you taking anything? But he from was him? still a he was still a being, so I don't know, he's but just all, trying to all, all, also you'd had um data downloaded his entire memory engine yeah. to be So basically all, all he's added to this is law, because data already had all of Lal's memories and all of B4's or B4. Yeah, you've got to put B4 in to get back to data because yeah. data yeah, but the way had gone. He says it, but he... Okay, maybe I'm being I'm arguing semantics, but the way he words it is, like, I want him to have personality traits. Yeah, no, that is definitely what he was coming across with. Yeah. Uh, so, in a way, this is data finally getting to be kind of human-ish, which is quite yeah, nice. I, I, I've now made this android... That ages naturally. The ages naturally. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I've made a human with yellow eyes. Basically, I've made it so he doesn't have to put on the makeup, which he doesn't like anymore, and pretend yeah. to be the same but as he looked back. We're making him put the contacts in, though. Um, I, yeah, and, yeah, a- so, I mean, we'll see how this plays out. At least they do draw attention to the fact of, yes, we've brought data back to life again. Um, so they're not shying away from that. So yeah, that tells I've seen me. Died twice already. <laughs> if they yeah. kill him a third time, though, fuck them. I just don't, I don't, I don't think care they will this anymore. time. I, I, I care about him being alive. I don't care about him dying again. Yeah, I just, I, I, I'm with the you. Reality, the thing is now, if you kill him again, it's like, so is he coming back in a movie? Is he coming back in another series? It, it's just got. It's like you kill him again and you're just going to be thinking, oh, when's he coming back? And what's going to be the excuse next time? And the, the last two times he dies, when you watch them back, they mean nothing now. It just, it just means nothing. Yeah. Well, he doesn't because he's not data data. It's this new kind of thing. But I, I'm willing to let this one play out and see what they do with it. Um, then... Yeah, we get. I, I like the moment where you get Picard and Geordie arguing when the cloak turns on, and they both instantly realise it's the bloody kids yeah. at the same I, time. I, I wouldn't mm. nick. I, I honestly wouldn't nick steal from you. I would not do that to you. Yeah, that was good. Jack and Geordie goes Sydney. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, really yeah. enjoyed that. And it's when um, the forge goes over there when they're basically just about to blow up the ship by accident. Yeah, and then. Like, and you've got Jack flirting <laughs> with young LaForge, and he's like going, yeah, hey, I can step away from my daughter. Yeah, yeah I really like daughter. that. And Jordy's <laughs> in now. It's like, tell your mum we won't be home, so we're, we're getting the crew yeah. back together. Well, even when he says that, I'm thinking of, like, um, his wife in the episode for Leah Brahms. I, go, Leah. Leah Brahms. I, I was just wondering who's, who's the mum. Is it actually going to be I thought Leah they Brahms. pointedly is didn't you, say that. Is you, as you upgraded from the hologram version. I, I will argue, I think it's only got to be because in All Good Things he talks about <laughs> yeah. saving his child. Yeah. So it certainly suggested this is the I same think so. canonical yeah. relationship. And then Riker holds off Starfleet, and this is where we get into the culmination of the episode. So it, he gets captured, and it turns out that it's by Vadik. And again, just great. I wish he just goes, hi. 
And <laughs> yeah. It, it, notice how she's uh, beating the hell out of him, puts a gun to his head, and then turns round and kills her own men. Yeah. And goes high. <laughs> We've also got the um, the end to the, uh, the closing of the loop with Jack and Picard before that. Mm, yes, sorry, you're right. Got that scene. No, it's just, I, I thought... Again, wonderful scene. I but the list of things again. I'm going to do another list very quickly. Uh, things he got from his mum: brave, loyal, far, far wiser than. Um, oh no, sorry. These are the things he said. He, he lists the things he feels like he's got from mum. Then he lists these things that he feels like he's got from Picard. Now, why doesn't he think he got any of these from his mum? <laughs> brave, loyal, far wiser than he's got any right to be. He's basically saying his mum is none of those things by saying, I yeah. never knew what I got those from before. It was just the weirdest word. It, it, I love the scene and I love what it represented. And it was a great thing to go. But don't list things that you're basically dissing, like you're back Yeah, exactly. Dissing. Like, well, I don't know where I got my bravery from. My mum's a right pussy, you know. It's, yeah, exactly. yeah. It, does, it does put reckless in there. <laughs> yeah, true. That's, Oh, when he says bullshit disease, which was th that one I've got to hand him to. That was only yeah. from, from Picard. Everything else, though, yeah. He... Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it, it works thematically and dramatically, but but you're right. You it could works, nitpick. But it's not like... Hmm. And yeah, he, I, he could have even said, "I always thought I got those things from my mum because she exemplifies them." However, uh, yeah, I didn't realise I got a, a lot of it from you too. Well, next episode, though, we're gonna have Picard going, "Beverly, do you know what Jack said about you? He said that I uh, got all of the bravery from me." Yeah. <laughs> well, all, all these things we're talking about happen in the that space of five minutes. Yeah, it's it so is. So at the end, well, so well done. It's like but it doesn't feel rushed. Yeah, but it does sort of like make warp speed stupid again, because mm, I while, that. while 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 we're still at the museum, they're talking to Riker and going, "We'll be coming in cloaked. Uh, we're ninety seconds away," and then they do more things on the ship before they even set off to Daystrom Institute. <laughs> yeah, it's so like... they do a lot of things in one and a half minutes. It's yeah, like... and it's like, how far away is this? Because warp speed isn't instantaneous. Like, yeah. it, it's got to be right next door if you're doing it in 90 seconds. Like, yeah, right next door got, in galactic terms. Got, I think it's all got to be in the solar system. Mm. I've also got to throw it just because just I loved it, so it's a bit ago, but it's like, it's when uh, Rikers go... or. Geordie's going to say, well, if we do that, that'll violate that thing. I'll oh, just get him to put it on my tab. Yeah, that's says, good. Picard. That's nice. Uh, but yeah, then you I do like, we find out how they keep finding him. Yes. And we saw this in Prodigy. I was going to say ship, that, yeah. The ships all talk to each other now. Yeah. And that's nice. They that's don't really need, nice uh, they don't yeah. need the sort of like uh, transponders. Yeah. And all that. Like, dropping the transponders has made it more difficult to track them but get in a certain range and they'll just talk to each other yeah silly bit though and this might be a, a bit of a nitpick but you get the bit where they beam them back on and they've lost Riker and Worf says like we lost one friend in battle but we have gained another and then he steps out of the way to reveal uh, Data and Jordy's like Data and it's like 
No, you could see him. He's on a raised platform. <laughs> behind. Okay. There's no I way know. he didn't clock that data were there when they beamed Wolf in. Wolf is a mighty tall warrior. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know why I'm nitpicking everything else, but this bit, I'm like, shut your whore mouth. It was brilliant. I loved it. It was just something about Geordie and data. Oh, it was a lovely friendship. moment. It was just the the setup I thought was a bit dead. I, I, think, I think in that moment, I could have forgiven quite a lot just because I enjoyed that moment. Yeah. I am deliberately nitpicking. It doesn't ruin my enjoyment of well, again, it. Again, I will throw out, there's another thing which they've sort of, and I know you'll do the red herring argument again, which is totally valid, but in the trailer, we've already seen that, well, we know Law's going to, I mean, of course, the second I mention Law, we know he's going to make a guest appearance, but it's like, you've already seen the Yeah, Law's, the there's definitely a Law turn coming to this being, yeah. isn't there? Um... Yeah, so we find out they took Picard's body, which is it to make Locutus? Is it because there's something in his DNA that's been passed on to Jack because they called Jack an asset as well? Yeah. So. And they're still, and, and they're still chasing getting Jack. Yeah, like so it, it's something. Like, so, like, even, like, you could un- understand at first before Picard came into it. But we had flashbacks where they were chasing Jack before this. Mm, and exactly. Still chase, and they're still chasing Jack, not Picard. Yeah, it's... yeah. I mean, th- this is good that we, we haven't really got a working theory because it means that we're going to be surprised and we're going to be entertained. We're, like, we're still confused about what Jack actually is because, like you say, it's got to be the real Jack. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, all these moments with Picard that they put in mean fuck all. Yes, and it's been po- and it's been pointless TV, and it's been quite a lot of team of, of TV. Yeah. So he's got to have been brainwashed or something, but there's something's got to have been done to him, and what has been done to him? I, I, I think yeah. I, again, I'm, I'm just going to put out my Troy theory here. Like, I, it doesn't explain everything, and there would have to be something else additionally to it. But maybe the voice calling Tim was Troy. Maybe, maybe that's how they get to Troy and Riker back. Maybe, maybe. she's the one calling Tim, and this other stuff's another thing. Maybe that's, there's two things happening. With that's it. the final reveal: is that Troy has also been captured. But just before that, Riker does say to the crew member. He says, how much of that goo shit did they pour into you? Which makes me think, are these, like, not full changelings? These are, like, people, but the changelings are sort of like goo- I, I'm thinking the changelings have, like, gooped into someone and they're controlling yeah. the person's Ooh. body from Through within. The goo. Like, the, like the X-Files used to do with the black oil. But... Yeah, but it's that thing, if uh, Vedic has done this to these, to control them, why does she just keep blowing them all away? That's, uh, yeah, that's also, a good question. I'll also throw in that, given that we've only got four episodes left of the series, that would leave that to explain away, as well as the changelings being able to go into solid bodies. So I, I, I think and, and we know that. We're, we're, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is, they haven't explained it on screen. You've got the fact they'd have to fit that in. You'd have to because it wasn't like they were a random crew member. They will afford, so they'd copied someone. Like, so it can't be they've gone into the bodies there. So you have true. to explain that and that. It would be a lot to yeah. Maybe it's just right to throw in a line out a there, lot, but 
a lot of these episodes have been roughly 50 minutes, not counting the titles to roughly 50 minutes. So yeah. we've got, what? Uh, TV hour, basically. And that three hours and 20 minutes of TV, which is a, yeah. long, a long time to Oh, it's a long time, stuff. but... That's long enough to do the Godfather. But given all the story, the way it's set up, that is still to play out, I think having two things with the changelings would seem like a lot to... to See, I don't think the... I don't think they're going to explain that anymore. Um, I think I the, don't know who Sophie is. I assume Ian does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hi, Sophie. How are you doing? Uh, so yeah, I think the fact that Beverly said it's it's evolution, I think that's all you're gonna get with that. So if you're waiting on something else, I wouldn't I wouldn't hold your breath for that one. But anyway, but they do satisfy something by. Twelve comic, haven't they? Oh, I'm sure, but. I don't want to have to read a comic to understand what's going on, so I, I'm happy with no, evolution. I I, I'm not into that. If, I, if, if if I've got to go to another media to understand the TV programme I'm doing, the TV programme hasn't done its job. I agree. Now, I, I'm just going to throw in that they did do what I wanted, which is that we now have all the uh, pieces on the board. We've now got all the Next Generation crew, even though Troy has been in it very minimally. Next episode, you're all set to have them all in the show. And if they do that enough, and they, they I would like them together before the very final episode, but at least we're going to have a decent amount of time with all the uh, Next Generation I, in I, the episode. No spoilers, we, we but do. I think you're going to get that very soon. I... I yeah. think, I honestly think, because they have said that not everyone's going to survive and all that, and I don't think it's just Ro because she was a surprise. Worf has gone off to rescue Riker, mm. and I think he's going to die rescuing Ooh. Riker. So, no, Riker, no, no, so no. Riker can be with Troy. Let me say this. Fuck because no, it's, been teased, it's just... been teased that he got killed Elliot? already. Elliot, you are not He's now a pacifist. Elliot, you are not allowed to do this. They're not going to do what they did with fucking Star Wars. I just want one moment where all my original people are together, not in separate movies, kept apart. I want them all together, it. all on the bridge, before anyone I, dies. If you're going to kill some people off, fair enough, but don't do it before I, I see them all together. I've just got a feeling that it's going to be war to save uh, Riker so he can be with Troy. It, that would just... Uh, Worf was with Troy. Yeah, exactly. There would so, be a there would be a poetic once, thing to that. But um, yeah. only once I've seen you all together do I allow you to die. You're gonna get it. Trust me. There's been leaked photos from next episode. <laughs> well, I, I've got a feeling that. Uh, well, Worf I don't know if die. it's next episode, but there there has been leaked photos. Fair enough. Actually, I don't mind knowing that because I, I, I just want that so much. It's got to Yeah, you, you, you will I, get it. I've not seen any of these photos. So I, it might, it, it might actually be a, a publicity shot. So, so, so now, you, now you spoil episodes for me, I will feel no shame in broadcasting what happens to tomorrow at five o'clock in our chat only to him he did it not me you can see him anything okay i'll message you privately there are photos out there is all i'm saying where until you've watched the cad i wouldn't read another message from me i won't 
I'm going to watch it as soon as I can. I'm only joking. Yeah. We are actually very good at not uh, We are, actually, yeah. We do well. And, uh, I must admit, I'm quite an absolutist just because my mind works overtime. So even if I've got a small clue, it's like it, it kind of annoyed a little bit. One of our buddies put in one group about, like, portals. And, like, we've never seen portals in Star Trek, so I would have really not liked to have heard that at all before I went in. Just because it was such a, a wonderful idea to add to Star Trek, mm. um, so I when really you liked didn't like in. it with the first episode when I said like the soundtrack is just. Amazing. I know, I know, and I know it's such a minor thing. Didn't but like, it's like that. No, yeah, because so because, I don't say anything yeah. now until yeah. everyone goes. I've seen it, which I really appreciate. I know I'm being to the nth degree. No, I have really no problem with that. Those things. I can like I avoid social media. Mm. I'll read that after I've watched it. I'll read articles other people picking up things and you see easter eggs and then you watch on your second and third watch you sort of go oh bloody hell like i get that now <laughs> i remember there was a day i think but we, i avoid anything for the future i think it was a couple of years ago there was two new episodes of star trek and wrestlemania had been on the night before and i was like i'm just gonna have to hide in a box until i can watch lots of telly tonight and yeah, it's like I don't even watch the trailers for the next episode. No, I don't. No, no. Um, anyway, I think we'll wrap it up there then, and thank you to everyone who's still listening. This has probably yeah, been our longest episode. Very quickly, because um, you put up um, hi, safe, but um, Jody's put about the Recutters podcast next year. Um, we're, we're home to get back on the stage. Ideally. Yeah, we are for Sci-Fi Weekend. Yeah, we're. I know I posted that as. I think the day that we got back, uh, put it in your diaries. But if we will probably do something, if we can't do yeah. on stage, we'll probably do We're hoping we've been yeah. talking to the organisers about doing When Trek Goes Wrong at the movies as a follow-up to what we did last year. It nearly happened this year. Uh, it might happen next year. Uh, but if you if you if you're a fan of Sci-Fi Weekender and a fan of the podcast, if you want to go on their but, Facebook group but, and big us up, we're say, not going to say why and say why weren't the Retrek boys doing a panel? This well, year? yeah, some people have said that. Next year, um, yeah, it has been good. It was nice, and it's not just our buddies. There's no, it's not just people we we've uh, no, we're good friends no, with. It, it was really nice. People like not met really well, seeing them at the weekend, but not torturing. It was really nice when they're going, oh, why aren't you on this year? Why aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And, and even if, even though in the chats, I'm, I'm not going to lie, it's our friends mainly brought up the conversation, but then people were mentioning going, yeah, I really love that panel. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And we thought that was like, why isn't that back? And so I, the, yeah, yeah, the short answer is if we're actually on the stage, we'll do that. If we're not, we'll take over the pub again. And hugs should <laughs> yeah. be for everyone, as Jeremy Hugs should be for everyone. Not just for Crusher. That's a really good philosophy for us to finish on. Um, so, that just for Crusher, hopes for everyone. Yeah, not just for Christmas. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, we're on Twitter at RetrekPod. You can email us, RetrekPod at gmail.com. You can find us on just about every social media thing out there. We're not on Mastodon yet. We'll wait and see how it plays out. Uh, Retrek Model Studios, where Elliot's working on the Batmobile at the moment. Mm. Just built the cockpit. Excellent. Check that out on my channel. Um, I can't wait to hear it purr. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> I purr um, the engine. I got, I got my new uh, soldiering iron today. It arrived. 
I had to... Oh, did you hear what happened on... I heard that you soldering iron had um, taken a bit of damage. Yeah, uh, blew up with enough force to sever its cables, took out her power pack, uh, blew me fire TV stick. On yeah. a totally different circuit. So. Took out the uh, uh, the whole lights in the my, neighborhood. My <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> At that but, moment, it cut to New York, but, like from Friends, where it just all the power goes I've down. I really nearly oh, had to cancel tonight's broadcast because I got my new soldier dying. <laughs> and I'm just going to throw out another plug for something I'm doing at the weekend as well, which is um, the all effing wrestling community. I'm doing a podcast where we're going to be talking about the greatest British wrestlers of all time. So oh. I have That's to go and Google some obscure British wrestlers so I know what I'm talking about I, on Saturday I night. I thought you were uh, talking about, at the weekend, uh, us going to celebrate our good friend uh, Becky. Uh, yeah, we're, do- I'm, we're doing that Friday. I've got the podcast Saturday. Will you be in any state to podcast Saturday? Absolutely. It's 10, it's no. 10 o'clock Saturday night. I will be absolutely fine. And it's lovely to hear you on a wrestling podcast. That's great. Yeah. Um, uh, just a quick plug then while we're on it. Uh, look to Squeeze Show Tuesday, 6 to 8, sw20radio.co.uk. We've just finished Mindful March, and you can catch all those interviews, drsquee.com, which will take you to my YouTube page. And uh, we're just about to actually go into a load of um, interviews from the Sci Fi Weekender. So, just on an interview with Madam Misfit, which is on the YouTube channel, it's going to be on the radio next week. I've got um, authors and loads of people from the Weekender coming up, actually. So, it's going to be really lovely. Fantastic. So, check that out. Thank you that for was anyone. a great interview with uh, Madam Misfit. It was, yes. It was lovely. And thanks, everyone, for joining in and really boosting it. It's really great when you get some interaction. So, yeah, if anyone's listened right to the end of this, thank you very much. We'll be back next week to talk about Dominion, which if that doesn't have Jeffrey Coombs, I'll be a little bit annoyed. <laughs> I, I just hope this show didn't drag on! See, subtle. And thanks, thanks for trekking with us this time. We will see you next time on The Retrek. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>